So we're putting together this whole new political party. Yes, yes, I've heard, I've heard. Yes, it's so basically I figured that it was about time that the UK had at least one political party that wasn't riddled with transphobes. Indeed, indeed. And I think like having a political party that is headed up by two queer trans ladies is probably a good start for that. Indeed. I think we need to go on a platform of socialist ideals. I mean, this is a good start, yes. We should be taxing the rich, destroying tax avoid avoidance, yep, paying yep. the NHS, increase the minimum wage to £15 an hour. Yep. Um, funnel the money away from the, the people at the top of the companies who do basically nothing and funnel it down to, you know, the people. Indeed, 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 indeed. Also, uh, I want to, people to understand the things that we've watched, the things we've played, and the things we've listened to. Well, that's very important. If we're going to have a political party, at the very least, we need to make sure everyone understands these core tenets. Exactly. Also, they need to understand skits, because although we have a lot of policies that some people will find Disturbing, frightening even. We want to be able to keep people entertained. Exactly, exactly. Oh no, ooh, we, we introduced a spooky bit of socialist le legislation. That's very scary. It's okay. His joke about some guillotines. Uh, uh, some guillotines. Yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Gary the Guillotine. That'll be a fun character that'll soften their approach to socialism. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Yeah. Well then. I declare this the first meeting of the Queer and Pleasant Strangers Party. You've got my vote. I mean, I'm in it, but... Can I vote for myself? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. We're two queer trans ladies. We talk about the pieces of media we've consumed in the week and do silly voices and skits and have a bit of a catch up. How are you doing? I'm sleepy and depressed about the state of the world. Well, I mean, that's just a general state of things, isn't it? That's, that is, as the, as the kids say, a big mood. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's just that that is the most prevalent thing. That's fair. Was... That's fair. I I am sleepy this week, but that is self-inflicted. I will get to that when we get to what we've played, which we'll get to now. What... So tell us about your speed running. Yeah, yeah. So what started off as like a one-off goof has kind of snowballed into a thing I'm genuinely kind of invested in doing. Um, so I'm still speed running, cooking Mama Cookstar. I now have two competitors i have two anime rivals yeah. i've got i've got val and i've got dan and they keep that every now and then one of them will grab one of my records and then i'll go and grab it back and we've got this nice little back and forth going i'm looking forward to the anime version of this exactly we've got this nice little community going we've got like a little uh twitter dm group chat where if someone discovers a way of saving time they'll mention it in the chat um we've got this little shared um google doc that we use because some of the times don't get updated because um, the moderators have to like watch through the playback and, and approve them so it's like hey it's not live on the site yet but here's the new time for this category to beat mm -hmm. um, everyone's been real supportive of each other and very congratulatory when someone gets a new score Yay. and as of recording this I hold all eight records they're mine yes, mine yes. <laughs> ah. um Last night, the night before we recorded this, I stayed up till nearly two in the morning reclaiming the uh, the first record I claimed, which is the one that seems to be the one that has, as a result of that, got a bit of mystique around it. The all-vegetarian recipes any percent, uh, which is like, 
about three and a half hours to do a good run of. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat uh, Dan's record, which is the previously standing record, by about 90 seconds, uh, 30 of which I very much have to thank Val for because she taught me a new uh, 30 second saving skip that I didn't know about previously. Mm-hmm. There's a whole mini game where you spin a pizza pizza dough around on your finger and then throw it up in the air and catch it. Except if you just ignore the bit where you're supposed to throw it and just keep spinning and spinning and spinning, it flies up into space never to be seen again. Mm. And you can just skip the rest of that mini game, and that saved me a good 30 seconds. Mm. Um... My, my times were going up and down. I had like a minute lead at one point and it was slowly being chipped away, chipped away. And then like on the very last page of recipes, I really fucking pulled it no. out of the bag. Um, I now have a time of below three hours, 25 minutes on that, which I know is pretty lengthy, but that's like pretty quick comparatively. Um, and I'm continuing to genuinely find that game kind of fascinating. Mm. I put together a little how to speedrun <sighs> Cooking Mama Cook Star video today. Oh, they'll be after you now. Yeah, I know. I was like, look, it's really not that hard to do and the game's not that hard to get a hold of. Just if you want to do it, here's here's what we discovered the first week and a half to two weeks of us doing this. Mm-hmm. This will get you started. Mm. Um, Yeah, I know that the day that we're recording this uh, on Tuesday, it's not going to be until the weekend that either Val or Dan has another chance to try and take either of those records back. So I might try speedrunning something else for a couple <gasps> of days this week. I might try uh, getting my first train simulator speedrun done uh, on the train track that no one has done a speedrun of. Like, I've got some other games where I'm like, I-, I could just, I could just start popping a couple of other records on see what happens so i'm gonna i'm gonna see how many records for different games i can simultaneously start picking up and just be like here's my list of speed runs they're scattered across many games that no one is playing <laughs> um so yeah i i very much enjoyed that i have found a game to speed run that um because of its poor controls there's never going to be... It's very unlikely anyone will ever do the pixel-perfect run because even with controller sticks and buttons, Ooh. it misreads inputs. Mm. There's a lot of room for error. It's um, and it's just a small enough community that me and my lack of coordination can keep up, which is real nice. Also, apparently people are really enjoying those streams. I was, I was worried that people wouldn't want to watch me play the same three and a half hours of game multiple times of a bad game. Um, apparently it's been very soothing background noise to just vibe to. Like, just just the same loop of, of cooking Mama background music for three and a half hours mm-hmm. um, while I'm there muttering about, okay, well, I did this. Oops, I dropped that. That's going to cost me a couple of seconds. Okay, well, I've got this skip here. Oh, there we go. There we go. We, go. we saved a couple of seconds there, but that's good. Just talking to myself about what I'm doing for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Apparently good, calming content. I'm, I'm glad people are invested in watching it because, like, Stream time is the only time I could really justify keeping up with this for the big long runs, mm. and I was like, if stream's not into it, I'm probably going to have to give the gimmick up pretty quick, but yeah. Well, I'm glad they're, they're, they're into that. Yeah, hopefully they will be into it as and when I jump over to other games. Um, that that We were looking at the other insert something mama games that exist um i know mm-hmm. i phrased that poorly yes, um but wonderfully. <laughs> so the next one i was looking at that would be fun to do on stream just because of the novelty controller involved is babysitting mama which come it's a wii game 
that that comes with a a baby a controller that is a a toy baby that you stick the Wii remote inside and you have to babysit the infant. There was I, like I oh uh, the baby's a bit unsettling. Um, I'm gonna try and find the babysitting mama controller quickly. Babysitting like controller. It's an unsettling controller. Okay, it's less disturbing than I thought. It's it's just. It's the unblinking nature of it is a little just okay, okay. Are you prefer one of the ones that you lay it down and it just closes? I don't, I don't know. It's soft. Like I don't mind the fact that it, the fact that it's plush makes it less bad to me. I think if it had been like a plastic one, that would have been a bit weirder. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's the just a cold, plasticky flesh of your cooking baby. Exactly, but you can you can find this game for the Wii for like a tenner, complete with toy infant that you stick a Wii remote inside, um, and no one has speedrun that game, but it exists on speedrunning.com, and I'm like, yeah, I could be the fastest babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) The babysit's so goddamn fast. Well, see, the problem is, is with, um, the Cooking Mama speedruns, a big part of the any percent category is deliberately failing things as fast as you can, and I feel like I would feel... You can't just lob a child I, across can the I, Can I get away with, like, well, the quickest way to get through this minigame is to just shake the baby upside down for a minute. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... That's got some real bad visuals to it. That's got some real bad visuals to it, but I also think that a lot of people would tune in <laughs> for that. Okay, right, we're gonna speedrun just shaking this baby upside down as quick as we can. Oh, God, I can see the mum's net response to that. <laughs> Look Tra- what I did to that child! Trans woman gamer shakes infant upside down <laughs> for three and a half hours. Yeah. So, I'm I'm very tempted after we finish recording this to order a babysit a copy of Babysitting Mama. Oh God. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be speedrun Mama. I'm just gonna pick up as many assorted something Mama speedruns as I can across the series. Well, go go find all the ones no one's playing and be like, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what about you? What have you played this week? What have I played this week? That is a good question. We played a thing together. We did. Uh, we played two things together. We played we a did. board game and a video game. We, we which did. one do we want to talk about? No, we're still on videos. Let's stick with video games. We played some Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, yeah. We 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 were recommended this by a mutual friend who we played a bunch of it with at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the game is on Game Pass on both Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some some Game Pass for PC code around that you were able to get yourself sorted out on. Ah, and we had a virtual birthday party. Yeah, had a little virtual birthday party. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to explain what Deep Rock Galactic is? Um, it's... Mm, basically, you are mining for stuff. And yeah. you have... Up to a team of up to four different yeah. different types of, of of dwarves. So you have your, your gunner who does big shooties. You have your uh, scout who is very maneuverable and puts lots of light down. You have your driller who has like big industrial drills for doing like big long drilly bits. Yeah, good for escaping stuff. Mm. They also have a flamethrower, which is very cool. And then you have the engineer, who's like really handy, all roundy type. They put they the have, turrets down. They put turrets down, but also they make platforms, so yeah. they can just 
really traversal out very well. Yeah. This is a first person game and it's got cross play between Xbox and PC so you can just sort of play it on whatever you're on and mm-hmm. you can either play it single player or co-op and I think it scales the enemy difficulty up if you do it with more people it yeah, seems. Yeah, you get much bigger um, swarms. Yeah, you, you've got a lot more things to fight if you go in with other people but the co-op, wor- the co-op works really nicely. Yeah, so basically uh, every level you are drilled down to part of the core of this planet depending on what region you're in it might be a sort of like weird red crystals Mm. or um lots of like underground plant life there's levels where you are just getting a certain type of mineral levels where you're trying to collect these weird alien egg things and those will usually spawn waves of enemies when you pick them up yeah there is a high chance of that happening uh you've got uh escort missions where you've got this huge drill thing yeah. you've got to get to a certain point in the map and then watch it very, very slowly drill through this <laughs> weird geode thing Ooh. and and get something out of it. Get something out of the core. I've had a lot of fun with it. It's got a very satisfying gameplay loop. Yeah. It does have some problems. Though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, tell me what problems you've had because I've had a, bit, a lot of fun playing this co-op with you. Love it. Uh, there's no female dwarves. I, yeah, that is that is a thing, and that's that's a real easy win. You just you just say yeah. that some of them are women. Just say that some of them are women, and you're done. They can still have beards and deep voices. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the that that's like that's the, the cowards, joy of dwarves. Exactly, the coward's way out would be to you know make them like do the whole thing that they very often do with orcs and just make them like sexy uh, no, green humans. Leave them with beards. Yeah. <laughs> Give them, give them big, strong muscles and, and oh. armor and shit, and let them go drilling for everything else. <laughs> also, you can have the uh, sort of um, beige skin tone, or if you spend a bunch of money and do a bunch of levels ups, you can get a completely white skin tone. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Well, the dwarves—they do live underground, so melanin." It can't, I mean, I can see the logic but there, no. but also but it's, it's a, fantasy. It's a Why fan- the fuck not? It's a fantasy game in which dwarves have a, a mech that follows them around for you to deposit your gemstones into and magic alien eggs. You yeah. can have a non-white dwarf. Right. Or you should be able to have a non-white dwarf. Yeah. Take that, Warhammer magazine. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah, there's that. There's also the fact that like some of the hairstyles for the, dwar- the dwarves that you can buy is like a, a like a dread style top knot. Mm. Like okay, so you put it. Oh, there's also an afro in there. Like, yeah, what? but no, 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 no skin no. tones that mm. might make that appropriate. You can't have any. You can't have any melanin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, to to be to be clear, these are all things that you you unlock and purchase with in-game currency. Yes. It's it's a slow grind. Though. It is a slow grind. It doesn't give you also a lot drill. of creation options early on. No, you, you are you, sort of you get your dwarf based on what. Um, yeah, uh, class you've chosen, and it's going to be hours before you can so much as give them a different hair color. Uh, I mean, you could probably get uh, yeah hair color. You can probably yeah. get a different hair color in a couple of missions. Yeah, but well, like, to, there's very few options available yeah. until you start to level things up. Mm. But I'll I'll say this about the core gameplay loop. I very much enjoy like the moment to moment going around, mining things, dropping your stuff off, mm-hmm. working towards your primary and your secondary objectives. Yeah. 
I like the whole, we've done our objectives, we've called in the escape pod, now it's a sort of dash to freedom and there's a lot of chaos of, there's a time limit and they summoned a bunch of enemies in as we were fleeing and we've got a place to get to, how quick can we get there? Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of stuff to do with the special abilities that help you traverse levels, like mm-hmm. your um, engineer could build platforms, uh, the gunner who I kept using could do these sort of grapple uh, ropes that zip you could lines. sort of zip line up. Um, and I, I, just moment to moment, it's fun to play. Yeah. Um, I particularly like there's a type of level that's available quite early on where you're trying to connect up pipes to a refinery. I love the refinery missions! They're so good, right? They're so good, they're so satisfying, yeah. especially when you're playing the engineer and you can basically put pipes... Places that you would other otherwise have to yeah, because you can just make a platform to put them on. Yeah, um, like I'm just going to bridge this entire area yeah. with with some of my platforms. So the, the general idea is you've got to search the level to find these areas where like this liquid um, mineral is found, uh, and you've got this really good sort of 3D dot matrix map that you can use to sort of see in 3D space where the thing you're trying to get to yeah, is. Yeah, so it looks like it, the whole map's being echo located. It's yeah, very cool. Um, and you sort of uh, dig your way there. You make a route. You find the thing. Um. And then you start trying to connect this pipe up and place it along. And it, as long as you've made a route there, it'll sort of make the the tunnel you've made bigger to accommodate the pipe as, you, as you're laying mm-hmm. it down. Maybe, as we were doing, one person lays the pipe, the other's building the pipe behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, you if can you're grind... playing solo mode, you can get your uh, droid assistant to do that building yeah. for you. And then you can grind on the pipes afterwards and yeah. use them uh, to traverse the level nice and speedy. Yeah. Um, and then when it's sort of extracting the material at the end, uh, you've got all these waves of enemies coming, but also they'll be damaging the pipes. And if you see the colours on the pipes change, it's like, quick, I've got to zip line down that pipe to go find where the problem is and fight the enemies off and fix it and get back to where the big fight's happening. <laughs> those levels are really good fun. I, I th- of all the levels I've done, those and the escort missions, and I really never thought I'd say I love an escort mission, <laughs> I, I think those are the most satisfying. Yeah. Because obviously the pipe ones, it's like, you know, you've got to... The first there's finding where the, the, the vents are. Mm. How you're going to get to them with the pipe work. And then... Like, obviously, you've still got your secondary mission, which might be find some seeds or find a bunch of flowers or find some other stuff. Then you've got the um, whatever the um, abundant mineral is for that region. Yeah. So you might have to look out for weird little dots all over the wall. And that might be where you'll find a pearl if you dig in. You'll find a giant pearl. Or types of minerals. And I like that those missions usually don't send too many big waves of enemies at you until you've started laying the pipes down, which largely... Yeah, you get a, a yeah. quite a good amount of, of, of time, time to, to g- gather resources, which is important because you're going to be having such big waves of enemies at the end of it. It gives you time to sort of prep yourself. It's a, it's a nice system. The escort ones are really fun because the finale is quite interesting. Yeah. So you basically, you've you've been on this big mission through the level... At one point, the uh, drill dozer runs out of fuel, right. so you have to take the fuel canisters off the back, suck fuel from like uh, rocks around the area, suck those into the canisters, put them back in the thing, start the drill dozer back up again, <sighs> and then obviously because it rumbles along, it's creating lots of vibration, which is bringing all the the uh, ah, creatures yes. towards you. On top of that, you've then got to the far end. You've got into this wide open cavern. There's this huge sphere <laughs> thing in front of you. It's like, whenever you're ready, press the button. It's like, okay, I'm calling for a weapons drop. I'm putting my sentries <laughs> down here. Is everybody ready? Press the button. 
and then you've got to like fix it as it's going along. Um, there's these huge explosions as you get through different layers of it. Aww. And then you've got to like run back with this like weird glowing sphere on the back of the <laughs> the, the donkey thing uh, to take uh, to take it back to the drop pod because they just leave the drill dozer behind. <laughs> yeah, environmentalists. These dwarves are not. <laughs> no, no, and they'll do a lot of um, shooting at invasive uh, animal species. They're not invasive. Uh, not invasive. They're native. Uh, native. Uh, yeah, sorry. They are invasive on these these animal species. I knew what I was trying to say. Uh, well, that's the other thing. Like they keep referring to these these bugs as as aliens. It's like, no, you're the aliens. This is where they live. Yeah, but like, I would never have spent the money to buy this game yeah. outright. But having it on Game Pass. I have had a blast with it. I've had a great time with it. It's been like 20 odd hours in yeah, already. It's been a really fun co-op experience. I want to play more of it with you. Mm-hmm. It's been it's it's been the thing that we've been like, ah, just one more. Oh, just one more. It's, it's been a while since we've been this into a co-op thing together. Yeah, it's been it's been nice to do it together and hopefully we'll get to stream it together at some point. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? We might have already done so by the time this comes out. Maybe so. Yeah. Deep Rock Galactic's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of if fun. If you've got Game Pass, go check it out. Yeah, I don't think it's worth 40 quid. No, but if you have Game Pass and have access to it, yeah, it, it, it's worth the time for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I hope I hope they make some efforts to make it a bit more diverse, but, like, I am having fun with the gameplay loop. Gameplay yeah. loop. Nice. We played another thing together. We did! We played Bargain Quest. Yeah, this yeah. is this is one of the uh, the board games that you so got, got for your hatching day. day. Yeah, we've yeah. got other hatching day games that we have not yet had a chance to no. try, but we've we've played this one. I had a look at one of. I had a really good look at one of them. Is this the one that you got from from our lovely? Yeah, from Nick. So I had a look at that. I was like, yeah, this is very cool. Um, Smudge was getting towards dinner time. I was like, I cannot unpack uh, Lord yeah. of the Rings: War, War of the Rings Second Edition. Uh, yeah, fourth. 30 in the afternoon, half an hour before dinner time, uh, Smudge's dinner time, is not the time to try and get a bunch of miniatures out on the table. No, she gets very hunty. Yeah. She gets very hunty like, the rest of the time. Like, usually she'll just tear up an envelope or something, or yeah. a random bit she of just, paper. She gets on the prowl like half an hour before dinner. But if there's miniatures, oh boy how yeah. they're not staying there. Yeah. Um, but, we, yeah, we tried Bargain Quest. Yeah. Because that's, that's Less of know. less of a big commitment to to learn. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to explain Bargain Quest or uh, shall I? So basically, you are running shops in a little town. Imagine Reketeer, but less uh, evil, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> um, uh, you say that <laughs> we say, we yeah. sent some people to their death. We sent some people to their death, and I suppose that's the thing. Like as soon as you've got someone in your shop, you kind of know if you they're going to die or not. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Um, so basically you are running these shops, you uh, draw uh, four cards, or six if you're playing a certain two-player variant, uh, and then you, you draft between the cards, you take one, you pass them, pass them to your uh, opponents, uh-huh. round in bigger yeah. circles. I think you can play up to five or six people. Yep. Uh, and these cards all have different uh, element types that match heroes on them. So you've yes. got like Warrior, a uh, holy symbol, like a fire mage symbol. You've got like an archer symbol. Yeah, so you've got like a like a roguey type, uh, uh, a warrior type, uh, like paladin. I yeah, guess. yeah, sort of a cleric paladins, uh, and then you've got your sort of traditional magic class. Yeah. Um, and the idea with this is once you finish drafting, um, you've got space in your shop window. 
Uh, and the more valuable thing you put in your window, the the earlier in the hero picking order you get to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you if you, you can, can you have to heroes based on what your uh, yeah. Is. So like it, it, every card has a heart value on it, so it's like I've got the most hearts, therefore um, this um, this warrior icon on my card attracts in that warrior that I'm going to pick over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got this sort of risk reward of how expensive do you, a thing do you put in your shop window because you can't sell the thing that you've placed in your window. It'll be good for attracting things, but you can't sell it. Mm-hmm. Then the heroes come in and they have a certain amount of money to spend and you can sell them items that match their type. Try and sell them as many items as you can to get their money. But also, ideally enough that they will survive the encounter you know you're sending them to because you get points. Because uh, they, they're going to go fight monsters. And oh. if you damage the monster, you get points. If you survive being attacked by the monster, you get points. Sometimes you get points for bonus things. Mm-hmm. And then if they survive, they'll get some more money and you can try and entice them back again. Yeah, but potentially that will be less money than they started with, mean, which means you've got to... Yeah. You've only got so much you can sell them at that point. Yeah. So it's like, do you let them die and have more people that will be more valuable? Yeah, because that's... Yeah, the thing is, is that heroes, they lose their equipment after each encounter. They don't keep it between turns. So clumsy. Yeah, so clumsy. Um, And they'll usually start with quite a lot of money. um, And then... If they fight but don't kill a creature, they'll only get half of its, its money, so... You'll have a few turns in which you could, you physically can't sell as much to the hero and therefore they're more likely to die when they go out. If they do, they'll get replaced by someone new who'll come in with full-lined pockets again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll get a big bonus if they do kill the monster, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Although yeah. that still might not be as much as they initially came out onto the board with. Yeah. And there's a lot of interesting character abilities, like... Um, there was the paladin who, if they both had, uh, if they had defense over a certain number, they'd get an extra victory point. Um, there was the uh, the little blue head mage who could swap cards from your hand with ones from the top of the deck instead. Um, just lots of cool little abilities. I liked your very rich man who had no ability. No woman. Yeah. No abilities, just lots of money. Yes, I have lots of money and I can use all the types of things, but I start with zero, zero stats. So. I'd like to go on a quest, please. I'd like to go on a quest. Yes, this is Mr. All the Gear and No Idea. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got this phase at the end where you can spend your money uh, on things like upgrading your shop, getting more window space, getting more storage, getting employees that give you buffs and bonuses to your heroes. Yep. And we kept making fantasy Costco jokes. <laughs> where all your dreams come true. It's new ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've been making jokes about that. The Adventure Zone game showed up today. We did. We will have more on that soon. At some point when we find time to play a board game. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I really like the gameplay loop of Bargain Quest. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, it's nice and simple. It's literally just draft, sell matching items, hope your hero survives, build up your shop, repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the balancing act of do I spend the money on upgrading my stuff or do I hoard it because it's worth points at the end of the game? Um, and will spending it on upgrading the shop get me more points, uh, bonus victory points in the long run? Mm-hmm. I love fun. Yeah, so it's it's a great fun game, and and definitely replayable. Like the item deck is big enough that you, we didn't get through it 
even on the game where we were drawing a lot more items out. Exactly. Neither of us has yet had a chance to have the cat with the stars on it, the no. lovely familiar. Right, the familiar. There's like different like so the player boards are like these beautiful little fold out boards. So oh, the front yeah. the like you open it like a like um like a, a greetings card. On the front of it it will have like here's what the front of the shop looks like and just based on that it's like, yeah, I'll take that one. And then you open it up and inside it's got like this is where your windows display goes. Yeah. But it's just this beautiful got, illustration. Your of... playing board is a little adorable shop interior and they're all yeah. very cute. Yeah, and they're all very different as well. So you've yeah. got one that's very much like an apothecary. You've got one that's like this just sweet little, really homely little, uh, yeah. almost hobbity shop. One, one that's sort of pink and full of very flowery things. One that's basically just like a table and a bunch of cushions. And it's yeah. just like, oh, it's nice to see all the different options. Like... Also, the, the card art for the characters, there's oh, a good yeah. amount of diversity in there, which was nice to see. Yeah. Um, racial and gender. That's yep. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to play. The, my only complaint with it is that we had it out of the box for about two and a half hours, and all of the cards are starting to curl. Yeah. Is there anything we They're can do foils. about that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that there is. Yeah. Like, we don't live in a particularly... Like humid area, it's no. not been. Particularly... Would would sleeving them help? Maybe. <sighs> I don't know. I think like at this point they they need to be put under something, but it's really weird because like we literally we unwrap them from the box and yeah, it, by the you're time right. the it's the foil through, thing. It's they're yeah. doing the thing that foils do. Yeah, it's like I don't understand it. They're not foils. What 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 are happening here? Yeah. Oh. Well, like it, it was certainly not enough to 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 change my opinion oh, that this no. is an adorable, lovely yeah. small box game. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Yeah. I like it very much. It's a good game. Yeah, thank you very much. That's all right. I'm glad. I'm glad it was a good one. It was a good one. Thank you. What else have you played this week? Uh, that's pretty much it, really. I, it's it's been a very, um, very uh deep rock galactic heavy week. I've been very much enjoying that. So just. That really? What about you? Have you been up to much else? Uh, I it's not been a, a hugely played week. I'm just double checking. Um, I played a bit more Manifold Garden. Oh yeah, yeah, enjoying. I I did. I streamed a little bit of that last week, um, because my root. I played root, and then I was like, I don't want to play this on stream. It's too yeah. much thinking, and I want to sort of sit quietly and ponder my moves. Rather than try and play this on stream, yeah. So sometimes these games aren't right for stream. We did one game. I got my ass absolutely handed <laughs> to me, and um, then I switched over to Manifold Garden, and I realised I'm not going to play too much more of that on stream because it's a puzzle game. Yeah, and I think people should be able to experience it. That's fair. Uh, the only other thing I played is I I dipped into a bit more Wilmot's Warehouse, um, because. 2021 is the year of me playing all of the hyperfixation uh mm. video games. It's been it's 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 cooking mama speedruns. Um I'm trying to get that that uh, sword and shield shiny decks done which we're now down to 13 shinies to go. Whoa. Um and I think two of those are the legendaries that aren't yet available. Oh three. Yeah, three of those are shinies that are uh, legendaries and not available at all in game. So actually 10 to go. That's pretty good. It's like I'm, I'm getting I'm getting pretty good there. Just just doing the games where I can sort and collect and repeatedly do the same thing over and over. That's oh, yeah. that's where my brain's at. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. then. Time for this. Oh god, these last ten months, right? They've just been 
weird time-wise. Yeah, this calendar year has been something I, chronologically. I, I don't know how a year simultaneously feels this long and yet this short. Yeah, it it feels pretentious. Yeah, it's it's been... It feels like something is fundamentally broken, and I don't know what we do about that. Hmm. Oh, oh sorry. I think that was. I think that was me. Who? Who are you? Oh, sorry. I'm. 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 I'm bad. I let out the time warlock. The the what? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 2020 was a wild year. I know, right? Y- yes. Um, yeah. I accidentally unsealed the uh, the tomb of the time warlock, and he has been fucking with things a little. Right. Okay. He's he's been stretching time out in some places and squashing them down. I could really do some help. I I he he is was will be over there. When now today. <laughs> I fundamentally feel like an I can only help you with one part of that word. <laughs> Order, order. Now, the, the right honourable member of the party of Boscombe, uh, if you could, uh, you had something to say on a £10 minimum wage per hour. Uh, yes, yes. So, I, I think that as a, you know, a way to make sure that people can survive, and um, particularly given the year we've just had, I think, uh, 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 I think it's very important we introduce a £10 an hour minimum wage. £10 a bloody hour for, for burger papers. It is, it's not right or decent. Uh, £20 minimum wage uh, per hour now. No, this is far too much. That, that's nearly what, what my 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 son who's training to be a barrister am. <laughs> okay, £30 an hour. Well, now you're very much encroaching on what I'm starting to earn, and I, I, I'm not sure I approve of this. I mean, obviously, that's before all the backhanders and so forth. But as I said, I absolutely 100% reject this idea. Every time you complain about the amount I'm suggesting, I'm going to raise it by £10 an hour and suggest building another guillotine outside. Guillotine, is it? Yes. Your head fit very, fit very nicely through the hole. I haven't got a neck, so you'll have trouble with that one. I mean, I'm sure it'll go through your head just as well as it would your neck. £50 an hour. I didn't even argue about it that time. I was just questioning about the guillotines. <laughs> £60 an hour. Okay, fine, fine, fast £60 an hour for all the minimum weight. <laughs> so, <sighs> what have you put in your eye, meats? Well, um... So I've been watching, um, over the, the past few weeks, I've been watching the Game Grumps playthrough of Danganronpa on mm. YouTube, because for all of that series' flaws, and it sure has some flaws, I enjoy its weird rambling structure of, uh, of murder mystery uh, stuff, and that got me onto, you know what, I've never really properly given a chance, and I, I, I should start watching is the Danganronpa anime adaptation that happened. Oh, what? Yeah, there is an anime adaptation of Danganronpa. Um, So for anyone who doesn't know anything about Danganronpa, the concept is, hey, there's a school for, like, the ultimate ultimate people of various disciplines. You might have the ultimate pop star, the ultimate baseball player, 
and the ultimate lucky student who is just an ordinary person with no special abilities who was randomly drawn out a hat to go. And they all turn up to this school and oops, they're locked inside and if you want to get out, you've got to murder someone and not get caught. Um, so the game is very much a visual novel, very lengthy and rambling and... Um, Go talk to all the characters and spend a billion years getting to know them so it's all the more upsetting when they get murdered, uh, you know, just as you've started to really like them, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Um, one of the key complaints I see people make about the first Danganronpa gameplay-wise is that it is very rambling. It draws itself out probably longer than it needs to. Mm -hmm. It is... It never... It, it's not good at getting to the point. Mm -hmm. The Danganronpa animated series is 100% the exact opposite of that. It is way too fast. Oh dear. Uh, there is no room to breathe. It just sort of... Okay, someone... Uh, oh, okay, we're here, and then we're going to introduce all these 15 characters. Bam, 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 bam. Each of them's going to get, like, one line to encapsulate their personality. Oh, a body's been discovered. Uh, here's the crime scene. We've got, like, six clues. All right, time to the uh, trial. Like, um, the first, like, murder and investigation of the murder and trial... And execution all happen in the same twenty minutes. It it's it moves very fast. Um, uh, what I would say about having watched a few episodes of the anime right now is that like it does a better job of succinct characterization and not um, going on long rambling tangents for no reason. But I don't think it necessarily stands well by itself. I think that if you have played the game and are like, yeah, I kind of want to go re back, I want to go back and re watch and re experience those uh, those cases. Mm. The anime might be a better way to do it because if you already know what happened because you did it, you did it once before. This is a more respectful use of your time in mm. terms of re experiencing that story. Yeah, but it. It loses something in not giving itself downtime. Because hmm. one of the things that I think makes the game work is in between murders you always have a considerable amount of time to spend with characters, get to know characters. Ha spend time with the characters when they're not oh my god someone's died, everything's go go go. Hmm. And that's that's where you build the bonds with them that make you sad when they die. Yeah. Um, and this kind of misses that a little bit. Hmm. Um it's more of a companion piece to the game than a replacement, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's me watching the first season of the Danganronpa anime. Mm -hmm. What about you? What have you watched this week? Not technically this week, but what I realised that we had not mentioned previously. Yeah. We watched uh, Transformers War for Cybertron <gasps> oh, Earthrise. Oh, we did, and we didn't talk about that. I know. How did we not talk about that? Because we watched so much other stuff over UDP. Yeah, <laughs> tell us about that. Um, uh, I'll come on to why why I remember this in a second. But yeah, it's um, it's it's more from that Transformers Siege uh, series, except now it's Earthrise. They haven't got to Earth yet. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's happening with that. Um, so yeah, they're basically the Autobots have escaped Cybertron. They are trying to find the uh, the Allspark, and Megatron's being pretty evil, and Shockwave is being super fucking evil. <laughs> um, and there's a whole story about uh, cronyism and, and capitalism that could be uh, interpreted from what's going on some some other places there. Yeah, it's it's got real dark. 
Mm. Uh, we've we've seen some some classic characters yeah. uh, make an appearance to the point I had to look up Scorponok <laughs> and realise that of course Hasbro's done a like what was it like a hundred and seven hundred and eighty dollar <laughs> toy for for the for this series like jeez <laughs> I mean I get that that Scorponok's big but come on <laughs> could you not just do like a Voyager class one. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's been a really good series. I still love the animation. I love how uh, the the texture work on on the individual transformers. Uh, just the coloring of that series is really good, and just the, the the whole story of what's happening on Cybertron still is just dark as fuck, but in yeah. a fascinating way. So yeah, really enjoying that, and I look forward to whenever the next bit comes out. Yeah, it seemed pretty quick between the last and the the, the current one. Yeah, that that, that really scudded along pretty quickly. Yeah, I is think this like, going to be another Dragon Prince thing? I think this is one of these like every six weeks we're going to get something. Ooh. That's that's what it feels like because I feel like it was early December the first one. No, it can't have been. I don't know what was the first one called. Uh, Siege. Warp Cybertron Siege. Cybertron Siege. Release date. Uh, oh, that was earlier than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that was what, like six six months ago. Yeah. yeah. So probably again by the summer we'll have another one. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was so recent in my head. Which Time been... time's been weird and wibbly wobbly this it year. It has been very weird and also very wobbly. Yeah, time's been weird. Mm-hmm. Well, what else have you watched? Uh, really not a lot this week. It's been a very um work doing kind of week. I've I've been I've been going through Gender Euphoria, which I have a copy of over there in the, the podcast <gasps> room. Stroke, stroke, stroke. It's all single side A4 right now, so it's a pretty huge stack of paper. But Ooh. um yeah, I've I've just been going through book and being like, yeah, yeah, I think I think I think we wrote quite a good book here. Yeah, and working on the next book that's coming because I apparently can't stop making books. You? Yeah, writing. Yeah, apparently I do a lot of that. Do a lot of that. Yeah. What about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, I've watched a bunch of Technology Connections episodes because I'm like nerdy shit. Uh, I've watched the, some of the uh, extend the extended channel of sort of like, hey, here's a thing I'm being really nerdy about, but not in a present it in a fun way to the audience kind of way. In a, I might be having a bit of a rant about. <laughs> uh, a blue filter glasses was that I was watching yesterday. <laughs> Just like, yeah, like I, I I really enjoy that sort of like deep dive into. Here's the thing about lead acid batteries, and and here's the thing about blue light glasses, and and why the advertising is probably bullshit. Um, the other thing I've been watching uh, today specifically is uh, Toy Galaxy has a second channel. Yeah, uh, Toy Galaxy. I think I've mentioned them on. Here I believe before. so. Yeah, they talk about. Uh, well, they talk about old toys a lot, but they also mostly this year has been talking about like. New toys on the market, like, we didn't get to go to conventions or any of the stuff where we would usually go. We didn't get to go to toy fairs and any of that this year. So it's been a lot of, here's what I had on pre-order. Here is the new Boba Fett. Here is, here is this. There's always a new Boba Fett. Um, 
And yeah, like, and also going through like post stuff because the uh, Toy Galaxy 2 channel is mostly like here is content that is a little bit less polished. I think that's maybe the thing. I've been going on a bit of a thing for less polished content. Hmm. Like people being like, ah, okay, I'm just going to enthuse about a thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's just something I really dig, just people enthusing about things. People, speaking of people enthusing about things, the new pod, uh, Jim Quisitions have been very good. Yeah. <laughs> Jim has definitely been finding themselves very well of late, just enthusing. Yeah. very in- intensely ranting about something, yeah. but in a funny way. So, other things I've watched that are very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not really much else. I've, no. I've not really had time to watch much. I've been too busy speedrunning. Too busy speedrunning. Writing books and speedrunning. That's my life now. Yeah, that's my wife now. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> wife. Well, wife. Time for life. Time for life. Time for life. Time for life. Laura, got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have clothes? I do have clothes. Do you have clothes that are unwanted? I suppose that's... Unwanted Yeah, I, I suppose I have some that I don't really wear anymore. Okay, you want to sell them? I... Sell your clothes. I, 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 wait, what? Sell your clothes. Sell. See, I'm not opposed to the concept, but the way you're doing it is unsettling me, and I don't, don't know, I don't understand why. I don't know the scare quotes, and I'm genuinely scared by the scare quotes. It's just unwanted... Yeah. Is this implying, like, I should sell the clothes that I used in that murder that have the little blood stain on the inside cuff that will tell people that I did the crime? Is it unwanted clothes? Maybe? Maybe? Or is this a problem that would be better solved by having some kind of universal basic income? Or... Okay, okay, just just sell them, apparently. Sell your unwanted clothes. Uh, okay. Uh, it's Thriftit. It's oh. an app. You use it, there's no selling fees. You just sell your clothes to other people, and people will buy your clothes. I don't think it's specifically underwear, but it also doesn't specifically say not used underwear. I mean... People might buy my underwear. I have some used underwear that, like, I'm sure there's... I'm sure there's people who'd buy it. I ain't wearing it anymore. <laughs> Not today, no. <laughs> Give me some time, I'll put it in the wash, it'll be fine, probably. <laughs> how how used is it, I suppose, <laughs> is the question. Oh, I've been to the gym. <laughs> That's uh, Thrift It on the App Store and the other App Store and probably a different App Store. I'm sure that third one probably exists. Um, if you head over there now and enter the code QNPS151, you will get uh, 151 credits. Don't know what that's worth. Ch- 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 it's, ch- it sounds maybe like a lot. Maybe. I mean, it's got 100 in it. It's got 50 in it. Yeah. Yeah, it does also have one in it. Yeah. Mm. Probably avoid the last one. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's thrift it. Uh, on uh, all, I was going to say good, on all app stores. Ooh. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I've, yeah. I've been looking through our uh, list of games we've got that we got to try and sell. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've been brainstorming on this one we've got here. It's, right. Um, it's broken, to be honest. It's buggy to all hell. It does not play correctly. Uh, sometimes you do the inputs and they just don't register. I mean, isn't that most of our games? 
Yeah, but like this one's like notably so, and uh, well, we I, got a roadmap, all right? Isn't that well? What yeah, we, we got a, we got a roadmap, and I'm thinking like roadmap implies that we're promising we'll do more work. Are we? I mean, we're promising it doesn't mean we're gonna do it, right? But I've I've come up with a with a different strategy this time that I think might be less work and more reward. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I'm thinking: we we release the game, and we put out a press release that says. This game is perfect for speedrunners. So much uh, so much content and replayability because every one of those bugs is not a bug. It's RNG. It's random number generation. Right, right. There's a secret uh, mechanic going on behind the scenes that you don't know about that's randomly making it work sometimes and not other times. And you've got to factor that in. You've got to, you've got to be skilled enough to work out how to manipulate that in your speedrun. Right. Okay. So we're we're really encouraging the speedrunning community. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna say buy this game because every place where it's broken is an opportunity that you could maybe find a skip to save some time and speedrun it better. Yeah. And if we never improve past the 1.0 version, everyone will know exactly which category they're in. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. If 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 they ask us, you know, yeah, patch the game. It's broken. We'd say yeah, but then we're fragmenting the speedrunning community, and we wouldn't yeah. want to do that. We care deeply about the speedrun. Yeah, and that's community. why we're leaving this game completely broken. Yeah. It's because they've. Uh, I bet they found that uh, that 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 uh, that door that doesn't always open. You can maybe backflip through it and get get upstairs or something. Yeah, just clip through it. Exactly. The more places it's broken, the more places that like they can speedrun. You ever seen a seen a speedrun of like a polished game? There's no way to save time. Yeah, I mean exactly. Like what 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 are they gonna get it down to like seven hours? Oh no, like 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 four hours. We didn't make a particularly long game. Right, right. We're not just padded out with assets, or well, I mean that's with it padded out with assets. Oh. It it we really farted this one out. Yeah. Yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this has been a good meeting. I'm very, very keen to uh, get on with this, and I, um, I for one support the uh, the, the speedrunning community. Exactly. We'll we'll get a speedrunner in. We'll get them to find one bug that's useful, and we're I think we're sorted. So. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ear meats? I went back and listened today to an album I haven't listened to an in a al while. An album? Yeah, this album's like eight years old and that, like, my brain struggles to process that. <laughs> um, so this is an album from um, uh, a band called Super Powerless, which was headed up by a guy called Oliver Hindle, who is now best known for being a skin in Fall Guys. He is the community manager skin in Fall Guys. Oh, I um, that. Yeah, so, they seem really lovely. Yeah, Oliver's—he's lovely. I I knew him from the convention circuit like eight years ago when he was doing music, and he had a bad experience with Britain's Got Talent. He didn't really do music. I think most people do. Yeah, hopped around doing different creative things for a while. He had a YouTube channel called Oliver Age Twenty Four. Um, where he would do deliberately bad um, drawing tutorials um, <laughs> as this character Oliver, age twenty four, and sort of sign his name, his age in the corner of every <laughs> bad bit of art, nice. um, which is like a thing he did that was very fun for a while. And but like the thing I always think of work wise from him is super powerless. Um, so he did a lot of like chiptunes based rock music played on modded Game Boys. Mm -hmm. um, so when he was doing live shows, he would have multiple different Game Boys set up in different ways that he would be using the buttons on to play certain okay, notes. like uh, uh, LSDJ. 
Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so he has this album called Monsters, and I think it's the only full album he ever did. Oh. Um, and it's it's a really, really good uh, chiptunesy rock album. Um, the thing that I think I, I always draws me back to this album is Oliver has a really, really unique voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... I can't place what kind of accent he has, okay. but he has some kind of very unique mix of accents going on that is just really pleasant to listen to uh yeah he's he's got very he's got really unique pronunciations of words that make me very happy Mm. um and a lot of the tracks on that album while being melodically upbeat are kind of introspective and about mental Mm. health um uh, i think i think the the first track on the album is called too many voices um and it is I listened to that track on loop for a long time when I first heard it. It is, um, it's got this really good drop where after building the music up and having all these different singing voices layering over each other, getting very loud, very, very loud, all the music cuts out all of a sudden and he just goes, stop, I can't hear myself think. And then the music comes back in and it's, oh, it's just really effectively done. Mm-hmm. It's a real good album. There's some really good, like, very nice lyricism in there. And it's a real shame there was not more of that. Because oh, it Yeah. I I I'm glad I got to see him perform live uh, perform live once. Um it might be twice, um, but I know at least once. Mm. I got to go up on stage on with him oh, once wow. and, and, and sing a bit of a song with him. Because he, he had a song that was fairly popular on the internet at one point that was the one that everyone knew the words to. Oh. Um, wasting my life playing video games. Wasting my time playing video games. Wasting my life. Wasting my time. Wasting my life playing video games. You could be a lot worse things in life. Oh, exactly. It was, it was a good tune. I got to sing that with him once. There's a, there's a video somewhere of me mm. singing that with him. Oh, heck, look at you getting on stage with all the big artists apparently so but yeah you you can find the album in its entirety on youtube if you search super powerless i think his youtube channel has a playlist for the album but the album monsters really fab real real good bit of music that about eight years ago i was incredibly into yeah uh what about you what you've been listening to um mainly podcasts yeah yeah well that um, I made a new lo-fi track uh, mm. last week. Yeah, in the last week uh, called "Dreamy Schemes." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on my bedroom program, uh, SoundCloud channel. If you want to check that out, yeah, I just listened to that on repeat for like most of two days because I very much enjoyed what I put together there, and also like thinking about like, okay, what would I do differently? What do I want to do next? Because I'm very much enjoying writing in that genre. And how 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 will I improve things? And then like looking up, okay, how how do I do more jazz chords? Because apparently there's a lot of jazz chords in lo-fi, mm. lots of extended chords. Um, also listening to some new some more SCP archives. I listened to one of those with you that you was did. very good. It was very good. It's it's uh, quite a long story that one. Um, I think we only started listening to the first part of it. Yeah. Um. So the the first story is SCP one one two eight, which is the bit you were listening to about yes. um people who are submerged in water go to this place that's just off the coast of California and yeah. are haunted by this terror that you can't talk about 
because it's, it's infectious and you will become someone who, if you go too near water, you will get sucked yeah. under and chased by yeah. this thing. The knowledge of the description of the creature is what infects you. If someone describes the thing to you, then you are cursed with it as well. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it starts off just being... If you fully submerge yourself in water, you will you will face this thing, and it can extend to oh, uh, somebody got sucked into a glass of water. Yeah, you you were too near a glass of water, and the thing pulled you in. <laughs> um, uh, and I understand there were tentacles. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and the whole sort of having to erase the memories of the the scientists that worked on trying to to catalogue this thing, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was a really good. It was a very good story in terms of how, oh yeah, how the fuck do you stop that spreading, huh? It's very difficult. How do you stop a thing that you can't even talk about? Yeah. How do you stop someone seeing this wild thing, surviving and going, oh shit, I just saw the wildest thing, friend. Let me describe it to you. I have to tell you about the thing that just happened to me. Shut up. Bad (laughs) note. That, that is your curse. Yeah, it was a it was a good story. That yeah. uh, I am enjoying the, uh, the 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 rest of that so far. There is another story tacked on the end of it, as they do with some of the shorter SCPs. Mm. Um, yeah, it it's it's still a really good show. The uh, that's uh, the SCP archives on all good podcasting apps. Yeah, I found it on Podcast Guru. I've been enjoying listening to a curated selection of those. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it. That was just happened to be what I was listening to while I was cooking breakfast. Well, it worked out nicely. (laughs) Uh, What else? Oh, um, there is new Magnus Archives. Yes, the Magnus Archives are back. They're back for the final part. Yes, yes, it's happening. It's it's happening. Will they stick the landing? Ooh, I. I feel like they will because they 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 seem to have had a plan going in for where it's going and. Well, they've stuck all the the season end landings. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that they have done a good job with all of the character interactions yep. on their return to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 tension that everyone feels is very palpable. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the whole um religious aspect that came into this most recent mm. episode. I'll describe it that way. Yeah, um, culty. Yeah, a little bit culty. Um, yeah, it it raises some good questions of yeah, how would people survive? Uh, interpret the fact that you have just been surviving in this, huh? Mm. Yeah, it's it's real good. And also, things are happening. Remember when we started that show and we're like, isn't it great? It's completely unconnected <laughs> stories with no through what line. What a fool I was. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I still love that show, and I am fascinated to see. What will become of everything? I it's, have I have some yeah. theories. Its evolution has been um has been really interesting to listen to. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to know how how many answers we're going to get at the end of this. Like I I, I feel like maybe telling too much would be a bad thing. I I feel like don't tell too much and don't make the ending too. Ah, everything's okay now. Yeah. I, I want the ending to be a bit grim, and I want the ending to not give us too many answers. I think the... Because uh, the other thing I listened to was I listened through all of the programme again. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a week for sniffing my own farts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I think something came up talking about, like, 
the horror stuff. Yes. And I, oh, yes. no, it was the conversation um, about Aphantasia. And I was like, mm. yeah, I've made this show and no one can listen to it because it's too scary. But I didn't know because I don't have a visual imagination. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I listened all the way through that and I was just like, I'm stupidly proud of this. Like, I love how yeah. creepy the the like messing with the 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 sound mm-hmm. is and the 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 fact that there was just this like ominous hum in the background that like grew and it it's weird because some of that stuff has been in like sort of episodes of the Magnus archives yeah and i mean, i think my only regret is that perhaps i answer or, or tried to answer too many things at the end of the last episode mm. But at the same time, like that, it's still a bit creepy. Yeah. Because it just spews all this guff that's completely meaningless, and you might be able to draw some conclusions from, but ultimately answers nothing. Yeah. And then, like, there's this whole horrifying thing about the the person who reads the the uh, the tapes out, mm-hmm. like ha- what happened to them. Yeah, and why they do it the way they do? <laughs> it's, like, it's it's a fantastic thing that everyone should go listen to. <laughs> that I am too much of a wuss to listen to properly, <laughs> and I'm on like my eighth listening to now. <laughs> you should. It's good, and I'm glad you can listen. It kind of made me want to do some more. I'm a but bu- I'm a big wuss. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of doing more of that stuff, but that was that was a very heavy going show to write. <laughs> I imagine so. <laughs> uh, have you got any others? Ah, the only other thing I think I've really listened to is uh, listen to the latest My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is the first one that they have recorded since uh, the theme tune change. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I very much enjoyed their opening skit this week of, okay, um, we can't keep using the theme that is a stolen Rugrats theme. We need a new theme tune. There's a there's a fun little skit that was well well mm. worth listening mm. to. Um, uh, yeah, that's a whole situation they have. Yes, it is. It it is. But they found a f- they found a playful way to address it. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, for a show that you know calculates on or, or hinges on no bummers. Yeah, there was a dumber. Uh, there was a there was a bummer they had to to dance around. <laughs> skippity skippity. <laughs> uh, I think that's everything I've listened to really this week. Well then, time for this. Right, right. Gather around the campfire, everyone. Everyone, oh, settle down, settle down. Time for scary boomer stories around the campfire. Right, right, right. So, uh, I've got, I've got me first one. I've got me first one. Get us warmed up. Right. So there were some millennials in the year twenty twenty. I know. Oh, that's not even even the scariest bit yet. Destroying industries. Oh, I know. And you know, in between destroying industries, they decided exactly. They decided to destroy industries by staying home and not shopping. While oh. using their phones to communicate. Oh, oh I know. Oh, spooky stuff. Who's got one? Who's got one? So there was one of these Xennials. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They, uh, they stayed in their room <gasps> for eight months. <gasps> the smell was terrible. Oh, no. But then... 
they had managed to stay socially in touch with their entire friend group <sighs> and play Fortnite. <sighs> All right, right, right. I think we got one more, one more. We've probably got one more around here. Yes, what have we got? I've, I've got one. I've got one. I saw one of these youngsters. Uh, I, I saw a youngster out and about impeding on their own personal freedoms by silencing themselves, wearing a mask voluntarily. Not a dog, we don't wear a mask at all. And they didn't even take it off the second they got out the shop. They wore it all the way home. Well, they didn't even bundle it up in a pocket. Exactly, they wore it the entire time they were out their house. They weren't shouting and screaming and spitting at people in the shops. And after they got home, the first thing they did was wash their hands before <sighs> touching anything else. Oh... Oh, I need to lie down. These have been a bit much for me. Oh. Over a nap. Over a nap. Yeah. Oh. oh, all right. Back for shopping. I just got to wash my hands. Quite the uh, quite the haul I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. That's that is quite quite a lot there. Mm, yeah, yeah, a lot of cheese. Yeah. Ooh, uh, oh, squash yeah. nuggies. Yeah, you got some of the the fancy nuggies. Oh, the fancy nuggies. Yeah. Those are the best nuggies. I mean, yeah. How? Didn't even wait for the discount. Yeah, yeah. You oh oh, while well, they were still full price. How much do I um, owe you for the for the shop? Oh, nothing. It's okay. Well, I mean, I suppose you could retweet me if you want. I I what? Sorry. Well, I've decided that rather than spending money in the supermarkets, what I'm doing instead is I'm just sharing their tweets and, and their, their Facebook posts and stuff they're advertising. Oh, you're, you're paying them in promotion. Exposure, yes. Exposure, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I, I, I can get yeah, on board I mean, like, they, they, they have that, that competition occasionally where they're like, did we design this advert for us? Yeah, I've seen those. Those don't get paid, but do work for us. Give us value yeah. for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Show show your love, and you know they make it like a big. Try and make it like a big community thing. I figured, you know, if if they're paying in exposure, surely they would accept, accept it as payment. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what. I could really go for a bit of ice cream. I might just pop down there and retreat them on the way. Exactly. Yeah. Question time. Self questions. Ask the questions. Uh, Zoe Luminary asks, if there was a hobby slash sport slash or activity that you have never done but wished you could do, what would they be? Oh, hobby, sport, activity. Hmm. You got an answer for this? Oh, the, the horrifying one with the... the baskets and you throw the balls at like 200 miles an hour against a wall like danger squash oh oh the yes the one the the yes murder squash yeah the one they kind of ripped off in in uh tron yeah the one where you're trying to you're trapped in the in the room with yeah the big the big very fast ball yeah and people die yeah like that you want to like... do you want to do murder squash i want to do i i i just want to have one go at slinging the ball and then probably just curl uh, up in the ball and activity run away. was an option on there wasn't yeah, it that's the activity. Um, okay i would like to do a skydive because i've never done a skydive Ooh, i'd like to do a skydive i don't know if i can do one now i've done a bungee jump i've never done a skydive 
now I actually have to tick the box that says heart condition, so... Oh, no. Uh, I probably can't do a Skynet. Well, I would very much like to, and maybe... If you can do it with a 360 camera on your head, I'll <gasps> do it with the VR on. Oh, heck. You can experience it together. Oh, you can, you can experience my, uh, my skydive. Yeah, we'll just put a fan on in front of me or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, may- maybe when COVID's done and book money, maybe I'll do a skydive. I'd like to do a skydive. Uh, you should do a skydive if you yeah. want to do a skydive. Oh, fall out the sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go the fast. It's like flying, the but the fastest. Terminal velocity. <laughs> Please not terminal. Uh, Rob uh, Rob Sothoth asks, uh, could either of you have ye- yeeted Isilda into the lava? It's the Lord of the Rings question. Uh, Isilda cut the ring from Sauron's finger. Oh, yes, And yes. then he went for a, a dive in the Anduin and he was shot by orcs. I was having a moment, I was like, I know this name, where is this name from? And then um, the ring fell off his finger and then Deagle found it. Yeah. And then Smeagol strangled Deagle and took the ring and then went to live in the Misty Mountains and Gollum. And then the rest of Lord of the Rings happened. Could you well, do then it? the Hobbits. Um, could I have yeeted Isilda into the fire? <laughs> could I, as Elrond, have just 300 kicked Isilda into the fire? Yeah, probably. Could you, as you have done it? As me? Uh, I'd have looked way less sexy, but sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the elven thing, but yeah, sure. Um, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the good of all Middle-earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would yeet a man into a fire if that's what was required. Tricky asks, Year one of COVID-19 had Animal Crossing. What are you seeing as the might-be game of the year for year two? Cook a mama cook star. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, I'm being silly. I don't know what games are coming out in 2021. I, I haven't even considered 2021 it. video games. It's one of these weeks where we're Googling stuff as we go. Um... Oh, mm, new Horizon Horizon game Ooh, could be real cool. I still, I only played like an hour of the first one. I mean, the PS5's in the living room if you want to play more. Oh yeah, yeah, you could. It's installed on there. Ooh. it's got faster loading times and whatnot. Two, I enjoyed the first oh, yeah, one. Oh yes, Psychonauts two. Um, Star Wars completes uh, the side that completes. Oh, oh, that'll be good. Mm. Um. Breath of the Wild 2 if it happens this year. Ooh, yeah. Because, like, it feels about the right time for it. Like, Ooh. I feel like end of this year. Um, What else is coming out? Oh, I'm really excited about Scarlet Nexus. I don't think I know that one. Um, Namco Bandai, Dark Souls looking thing, but, like, anime as fuck character designs. Yeah. Uh, Code Vein, if it was a little more upbeat in anime. Um, it looks pretty... Oh, No More Heroes 3. Mm. Uh, no More Heroes 3... Uh, the the boss theme for that got released today, and it's real, it's real good, real catchy, very enjoyable. Mm. Um, oh, okay, indie game that I'm really excited about. Goodbye, Volcano High. That sounds. It's it's okay. it's 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 furries. Yeah, it's, it's, it's furries at Dinosaur High School before mm. the meteor comes down and crashes. Oh, no. and, yeah, it's 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 what Aren't if you technically scalies if they're dinosaurs? yeah yeah like I, su- I, I suppose scalies um yeah what if what if the dinosaurs were all anthro people and um the, the end of the world's coming soon but they're just having a little teen adventure but like the best thing the character models look it looks so good for three D models yeah. they look like oh, two, wow yeah. yeah that's three D models that look like two D art and oh, it's I love it when they do that well yeah. 
Uh, and it's got real good, like, queer vibes. I It, it seems like it's going to be... I believe it's got, like, confirmed LGBT characters. Nice! Yeah. I'm excited for Goodbye Volcano High. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the ones I'm aware of that are coming out that I'm excited about. Okay, but which one is the one that you think you will get nails nails really dug into? Cooking Mama Cookstar. <laughs> that didn't come out next year, this year. <laughs> It it might as well have only existed this year, considering when I started actually caring about it. Okay, that's fair. Um, now, Breath of the Wild two. Breath probably. of the Wild two. If that comes, if if Breath of the Wild two comes this year, that'll be the big thing. Pry me away from that again. Yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna. We're both gonna go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll just see each other in a month, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be lovely. It will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed the first one. I'm looking forward to more of that. Yeah. Uh, Tom Webb asks, "If Laura is cook- the cooking mama, what mama are you?" Uh, I, I, Laura is the digital cooking mama. I am the physical cooking mama because <laughs> I like cooking and I like the taste of my own cooking. <laughs> you are the kitty mama. You are mama to just much. No, well, you're mama to much. I am. I am. We are both mama to much. <laughs> I'm stepmom to smudge. <laughs> Hopefully not wickedly. Right. Mom, um, mummy one and mummy two to smudge. Mummy two, yeah. 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 I'm not by a mummy either. <laughs> I'm neither, mummy. neither am I. I'm not by a mummy. You're far close. I suppose technically you're. Well, okay. On bio. Pa- okay. On, sister. On paperwork, she shares my surname. Yes. So I guess there's that. Yeah. Officially adopted. You're she's, legally she's... adopted. Sure. Is she going to become a magnet dial soon? I... Uh, Ellie Catgirl Absurdist Sorry, Ellie Catgirl Absurdist Good name uh, Asks, uh, how do you feel about philosophy? As an autistic person, it has always been my special interest So I may be biased uh, when I say this uh, But I find it more fascinating than anything else Um, there is a time and a place where I enjoy a good philosophize uh, usually it's 2am and I'm going to be up for a bit, yeah. <laughs> and I've gone down the philosophising rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Is there good music on? Other yeah, people exactly. Around? You know, I might I might have to start the sentence like six times and <laughs> try to put it together. But like, there's a very poignant thought up there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I used to get into a lot of that philosophy uh, with, with when I lived in certain types of student housing where we could smoke indoors. Um, yeah. I mean, just honestly, I find it interesting, but I very rarely otherwise have the time to sit and think Mm. about philosophical things because it's very abstract and there are very concrete things that I feel the need to be like, go, go, go on a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a bit more difficult these days to engage with philosophy. Yeah. Like when I was younger and I, I didn't think, well, I'll just look it up. Yeah, philosophy comes becomes science at some point. Yeah, um, or or did historically, and and now it's more a case of a, well, let's just ponder the what's left is let's ponder the great unanswerable questions, mm. and even some of that still potentially falls into science. So there's a lot of well, yeah. I can just Google it. Yeah, um, and again, I think that's why it sometimes takes the. This is a night where I'm put. I've put my phone away, and there's some music on, and I'm just having a think. Yeah. And it's 
usually it's gone midnight. It's the thinking hours. It's the, the philosophy hours. hours. And it, that, I suppose that is usually ends up being more philosophy on the nature of humanity and existence and capitalism. Yeah, it's very specific kinds of philosophy yes. at that point. Uh, yeah, it's it's the philosophy that's left over. Yeah, I remember lying in a hammock in in uh, with you nearby in a friend's garden, and we did mm. some philosophizing. Was this uh, why I rocked you and fed you skittles? Yes, it was. <laughs> and I was doing. I was looking up at the stars and doing a philosophy. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, I I love having those conversations and like g- getting into classical philosophy. Like I, there was a whole period when I seriously wanted to get into classical philosophy, and I read ninety nine percent of the way through Sophie's World, and went. I think I know where this is going, and I'm kind of bored now. <laughs> um, I still haven't finished that book. It's yeah. downstairs with a bookmark in it. <laughs> I will finish it, maybe. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm fascinated by philosophy and sort of the things people have pondered and continue to ponder and what is left to ponder. Yeah. But these days I work constantly and well, this... I haven't really had much in the way of... of Ways to go out and just yeah. chill. Philosophy is the kind of thing that needs space and quiet, and uh, like it's the kind of thing that I used to be like, I have nothing to do today, and I can afford to go just take a walk and lie out in the sun and think mm. about things. Whereas now it's very much, yes, but the to do list, the to do list. I genuinely don't know what we're gonna do when we come out of this lockdown. Because, like, the idea that there will be other stuff I have to fit into my life. I think we will be fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's scary. Um, yeah, it's, um... It's, they're, they're, I am fascinated by philosophy, and I hope that I get to philosophise again at some point. <laughs> uh, Active Criticism asks... That is a good name. Yeah. Also, note from chat. Hi. Hi. Uh, have either of you tried to cook and eat any vegan recipes from Cooking Mama Cookstar? See, here's the thing. It would have made sense for it to be the traditional category and the vegan category, um, because it's so easy if you're making a vegetarian category anyway with, like, seitan and meat alternatives to just make a vegan category. But no, uh, they use egg and they use cheese and, like... They didn't even think to you be can like use just egg and yeah. And that's cheese. the thing. They didn't. Yeah, but you're like cracking eggs open specifically. Like it's like just just just, just, just crack, lab- crack, crack. label and say that it's it's vegan cheese and be like egg pa- uh, fake egg powder. Uh, like just eggs are liquid. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, most of the recipes in this are not vegan. Um. And again, I wouldn't try and cook any of the recipes from this because there is a lot of stretching of the truth of what uh, <laughs> cooking is in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of not telling you quantities or times or temperatures um, and skipping over huge s- sections of the cooking process. Right. Um, like, they they tell you... Uh, th- th- on the screen right now, there's the rainbow grilled cheese. Yeah. Uh, their version of how you make that work. And like there are ways to do it, but you can't do it the way this game shows, which is... Get some grated cheese in a bowl, just squidge some food dye onto the bowl full of grated cheese, and then put it in the bread, and then it will just look like this. And it's like, it's, it's not quite how it works. No, no, because no, the, the oil make it like, it's not gonna, the cheese won't soak up the colour right. uh, instantly because of the oils in it. Like, okay. there are and things... they didn't just milk a unicorn? They did not just milk a unicorn, No. Um, so like, I wouldn't trust Cooking Mama Cookstar, um, <laughs> for recipes. Also, it has some wild recipes in there that like, you you and Nick's 
did not think were real things, such as fried lemons. I was confused by the fried lemons. I wasn't willing to completely discount them. You're like, fried lemons? I was like, yep, just just fried lemons. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's cooking, Mama. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably a thing that exists. It doesn't is. Mean I that I tr- it. Yeah. Doesn't it mean that I... Doesn't yeah, it doesn't mean that I trust this game to serve me things I want to eat. I think of all of them, the the fried lemons is probably the be- recipe you probably most closely could follow. I I mean I could. The least amount too. I mean I could. I don't want to. I don't just want to eat a fried <laughs> it's a, lemon. Eat a fried lemon. <laughs> just just an air fried lemon. Oh no, you can't put it in our air fryer. We don't have that kind of air fryer. Yeah. We've got the twirly kind. I I, I know kind. I know. But even if we had that kind of air fryer, I don't want an air fried lemon. I was, I, I was gonna, I was, I was, I was gonna make fishy chips, but <laughs> nah. Uh, Future fishy asks, uh, "What features introduced in Sword Sword and Shield do you uh, wish Game Freak would keep going forward?" Oh, oh, um, mm. Mm. Uh, the main thing is all of the um. All of the mechanics they brought in for making getting competitive Pokemon easier. So the things that let you change natures, the let uh, the items that let you unlock hidden abilities, uh, the things that allow you to mess around with your IVs and EVs. Basically, all of the stuff that lets you take a Pokemon that is not at all competitively viable and bring out its competitively viable stats. Like that is such a positive move, and I really hope they don't backpedal that. Uh, not something introduced in Sword and Shield. But I really want to see Chonky Pikachu make a big return. Yeah! And that wasn't a Gigantamax joke. I... Yeah, just Chonky Pikachu Bring back. back Chonky Pikachu. Yeah. Where is our good friend? Uh, Alice the Gay's Dungeon Owl asks, are owls cute? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes they are. They are. Uh, Arachnovel asks, if you were a Stardew Valley character, what items would you like, love, dislike, hate, or feel neutral about? Um, mmm. You got any good answers to this? Uh, like rainbows. Love board games. <laughs> uh, hate Tories. Uh, blue rosettes. Capitalism. Love guillotines. Um, <laughs> feel neutral about. Um, love Gundam model kits. Ooh. Yeah. Paint. Grey, the colour grey. The colour grey. I neither love nor hate this. Yeah, like it's, it has its place, but yeah. also world of grey. I I think my hates would largely agree with yours. Uh, dislikes. I'm gonna put cheese in the dislike. Uh, I'll put the cheese over there. Um, I put ketchup in the likes. Ooh, love curry. Um, oh, curry. Um, put Lego in in one of the nice categories. Yeah. Tom Nook, sell me a house big enough that I can keep all my Lego in it. <laughs> it looks like you filled this house with fucking Lego. <laughs> I'm building an extension with Lego. Ah! Lego. No. <laughs> uh, Omicron the Saint asks, what would you consider the Paragon ending to Mass Effect 3? Ah, mmm, mmm, ah, mmm. That's a very divisive question to ask. Um. Is it? Yeah, so Paragon and Renegade is basically the morality system. It's the Paragon is do do good things, get blue points. Uh, Renegade is do bad things, do naughty things, get red points. Machine Um, one good. Yeah, so what what this question is asking is, of the three very difficult choices that all have their own uh, drawbacks and uh, pros and cons, which one do you think is the morally good answer? The one with the robots. Uh... 
I don't know. I've never played it, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying, is it the green one? Uh, the green one is the one that I tend to pick in my playthroughs. Um, yeah, the one where the robots, uh, synthetic and organic life, basically become the same thing. Yeah. Um, it 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 doesn't involve me having to ascend and become a mind controlling overlord, and it doesn't result in me just genociding all mechanical life on Earth. And sure. None of the life forms that I have changed into a new form consented to that. But if like my if my only alter if if my only alternatives <laughs> are I'm either now God puppeting all of you or I've had to genocide all synthetic life, I can live with the middle option. I feel less mor- least morally bad about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the easy answer to that actually would have been Paragon is blue, so the blue option. <laughs> <laughs> It's part of the colour coding. Uh, I guess so. Uh, Becky Chuka. Hi, Becky. Love you. I love you. Uh, Eat the riches are well and good, but what do you do with the less good bits? Fertiliser. Yeah. Fertiliser. You can make make some of it into a stew, probably. If you're gutting any animal, there are certain bits that, okay, you can probably feed that to the cat. And there are other bits that are just going to have to, you know, compost down a little bit and... Yeah, you know, f- feed some nice plant yeah. life. Build a nice fruit tree that you will then make a communal fruit tree so that anyone who is hungry can take fruit from it. Yeah, and do that thing where you take cuttings from other fruit trees and make uh, an amazing hybrid ah, fruit tree that grows, a tree all, that the grows all the fruit types. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Communal fruit tree of everything. Although Tricky has suggested that boil and mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil and mash them, stick them in a stew is a totally valid answer. But also, don't eat brains. Oh, that Don't eat human brains, don't eat human spinal column, because, as has been shown in cannibalistic societies, that is how you get serious brain problems. Yeah. That's how you got, um, Matt, awesome. It's a, it's um, Matt where mad cow disease came from. It was, uh... uh yeah, bovine spongy form in the... Yeah, I can't remember what the E stands it's, for. It's cow eats, bra- it eats cow brain gets bad disease. Yeah, CJD. Quite yes. yak of disease Basically, um, most species shouldn't eat their own species' brains. Yes. It's a um, bad time for them. Yeah, there was a there was a whole study done about a, a cannibalistic, uh, or at least partially cannibalistic. Is it cannibalistic if you wait until after they've died of natural causes? Uh, um, tribe or, or village or something, and basically the the men were eating most of the meaty bits, and the women and children were eating the brains. Uh, like, oh 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 dear, we have caused like severe problems to to everyone. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been found that 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 is a whole issue. Yeah. Don't eat so human don't, brain. Don't eat human brains. But so eat the rich, but avoid the brain and spinal column. Yeah. The dog will probably have the spinal column. Yeah. They'll have a bit of marrow bone. Yeah, so have a good chew on it. Yeah, and 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 who knows? Maybe the cat will eat the brain. If not, I mean, it's basically it jelly. Sides. Wash it down the sink. It'll be fine. <laughs> Poke it down with your finger. It's electric jelly. Poke it down the sink. <laughs> Poke the electric jelly. Ah! Ouch! You got me. Damn you, capitalism! <laughs> yeah, bougie brain. <sighs> well, that is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Ah, oh, this week took some turns. Huh? <laughs> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. 
All right, Larry. All right, Perry. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You've been, uh, you've been up to much. Oh, you know, just pottering on, pottering on, trying to endure the start of this year, which has already been a lot. Yeah, I was was hoping we'd be uh, getting a hug by now, but uh, yeah, it looks it's... like we could still be in this in April at this rate. Yeah, I think it's going to be beyond that, probably. Well, I mean, that's before we're even looking at slightly relaxing things. Yeah, yeah, goodness. Uh, well, I, I've been thinking about a thing this week, yeah, yeah, as, been, as, I do, as I do. I've been, I've been pondering about, um, well, here's the thing. I've, I've known for years that we, we need universal basic income. It, oh, is, yeah, just, it, it is 100% a thing that we, we need. Exactly. You know, it... It has been demonstrated in many countries across the world that it does not stop people from going and having jobs because people, you know, want to be doing things with their time and contributing and generally people will still work. Um, that being said, this year in particular has very much highlighted the need for universal basic income. It was already a need we needed societally, but uh, it's very much been highlighted in a year where unemployment is at some of the highest numbers it has ever been, where um, lots of people are out of work because of illness, where yeah, lots yeah. of businesses are closing, where there are fewer jobs going around because lots of businesses simply cannot operate right no, now. No childcare. Exactly. Um, it has been a year where work has been hard to find and hard to keep and hard to maintain stably, yeah, and people yeah. still have outgoing costs, which they right. you know c- cannot do anything about. And an amount of money funded by, you know, taxing the rich really? would mean that people could, you know, have a baseline amount of income that they mean they know means that they can survive, that will cover their basic costs of living, that they're not going to have to, you know, work or die. Yeah, I mean, that, that has been very much the, the fear for yeah. a lot of people, I suppose. You know, that's why we, uh, in, in, in places where they haven't introduced, you know, proper furloughs or proper universal basic yeah, income yeah. or post, uh, proper universal benefits that you are still seeing, you know, uh, financial services workers being classed as key workers and bundling their kids off to daycare and, you know, then becoming massive infection vectors, not only for themselves yeah. on, on uh, public transports and, you know, then obviously their, their kids... While they may not suffer the worst, certainly, you know, being highly contagious and a massive infection vector. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Universal basic income in a year like the one we've just had would allow people to do things like uh, stay home when they are ill without, you know, fearing not being able to pay their bills. Because that's a big thing. People who know, like, I know I'm ill, but I can't afford not to work if I don't have proper uh, health, uh, you know, sick pay. Um it, it is there to be a security net that means that, you know, everyone knows at the end of the month you've got enough money coming in that you can survive. It means that if you unexpectedly lose your job, you don't have to wait around for months trying to apply for unemployment and trying to get that sorted while you have no income coming in because universal basic income is universal. Everyone gets it as a baseline. You've got it there if you lose your work, you know. Exactly. And, you know, you might find that some people are doing types of work that, you know, they wouldn't normally be doing so because they have the opportunity to do so. Like, I've said myself several times that, you know, if money was no object, like I didn't have to worry about money, I would spend a lot more time, like, 
doing cleaning in my community, I would like yeah. to go litter picking and things. Exactly. Make sure the green spaces were kept clean. Yeah. There is work for people, but well, that isn't yeah. always paying work in our exactly. current capitalist system. You, you look at things like nursing. We've got a shortage of nursing, and yeah. that's probably not helped by the fact that we don't pay nurses enough to live properly. Well, that and that, you know, they like, took the bursary away. Well, exactly as well. But, you know, with something like a universal basic income, I think there's probably more people who would go, I can afford to go into that kind of a career that I can't usually afford to do. Yeah. Uh, careers like teaching that are criminally underpaid. Yeah, and you know, there, there are a lot of people that love the idea of teaching but find it very difficult to you know get through the system of learning that gets you into a exactly. teaching position. You know, how do you support yourself through, you know, such a long time, especially when schools themselves run in such a, yeah. a tight f fashion after, you know, years of Tory rule that, you know, they can't really afford to have as many teachers as they should have for, yeah. for the number of students. They don't afford to have the, the right facilities for such things. So, you know, just being able to do that, making sure that also that the kids have, you know, that they're not, you know, worried about getting fed. Yeah. So they have a mind for learning rather than worrying about whether they might just go home and, and worry about whether or not there's any heating on that day. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that during this uh, most recent lockdown, the UK government haven't bothered housing the homeless this time. Yep. Yeah. So we've got all the issues of, you know, ho homeless people, yeah. you know, and, and like, even, you know, some people between work, like, they could find things to yeah. do. You, like, universal basic income means that, you know, a family that has a kid that needs to be on the internet to be in school right now can afford to yeah. have the internet running so that their kid can be at school. Exactly. You know, they, they are still getting an education in, in, a, in perhaps a safer way. And also, you know, perhaps this is something that we can consider m moving on in future. Because oh, once again, we've got yeah. a whole access uh, accessibility issue with regards to that. You know, we have made it more possible for people to access these things remotely, and maybe that could be good going forward. All of these things could largely be solved by just making sure that people had a good foundation. Exactly, that everyone had an amount of money that you can survive on. Absolutely, you know, and, and you know, access to housing. Yep. The, the 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 hierarchy of needs being met. Everyone has a roof over their head and water to drink and food to eat. Yeah, you know, you get those just those base bits. Then people can move on. Yeah, with, people you know, can thrive from onwards the philosophy from there. And, and all the yeah, other yeah. things. Virgin Lag, Virgin Lag. Maybe by summer. Maybe. I'm not hopeful, but. I wouldn't really like to. I had plans in the summer. I didn't have plans. I had that one plan. I briefly got to a mental health point where I started having future plans, but this last year has kind of knocked it out. That's all right. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think I'm going to go and have a nap, mate. Oh, I think I'm going to do the same. Have nice. a good one. So, Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet? Laura K Buzz in all the places. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, you can find me Twitch streaming Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 p.m. UK, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, some of those streams are going to be Cooking Mama speedruns at the moment. Some of them will be other indie games when I don't have records to defend. <laughs> And when I get bored of this, I will probably start speedrunning. Uh, not speedrunning. I'll probably start playing through another big playthrough at some point, but it's going oh, yeah. to be speedruns and little indie games for a bit. Mm. Um, other than that, every Friday you can find episodes of Accessibility on YouTube at Laura K Buzz. 
it's about making sure disabled people can play games and and helping do that. We got we got we recorded an episode today or yesterday that won't go up for a couple of weeks probably, but I'm excited. I'm real happy with that episode. Yeah. Um. Other than that, there's books. Um, Uncomfortable Labels, that exists now. It's a book about living at the intersection of being trans and autistic. You can get it where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is like two weeks away from full release now. Uh, February 4th, 2021. It's got pictures of butts in it and a bunch of reviews of butts. It's a big butt book. Uh, there's also Gender Euphoria, which is coming out on June 10th, 2021. There's a copy of it in my office that Jane was just lovingly petting. Um, I'll have a more official-looking one in the next few days. I'll have one that's got like a proper book cover and is the right size right. and looks like a finished book, probably. Um, so yeah, there's there's that coming out. And then keep an eye out for another book from me. If you're an artist and uh, wants to throw their hat in the ring maybe to to do work on a on a children's book send an email uh with the subject line uh what is the subject line i should know this book illustration to laura k buzz official at gmail.com with some uh examples of your rates and your portfolio because i'm currently looking for an artist for a for a thing and i, I have a budget to pay an artist yeah. um other than that there's podcasts uh pixel squirt it's about video game character porn uh, there's Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. There is Dice Funk. It's Dungeons and Dragons. Every season's its own little story. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and very soon season eight. And I'm on a podcast with you that isn't this one. Me? Yeah. Yeah, that would be Polyamory. It's a D&D 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. We're really close to the end of that series now. but Yeah, not for the listeners, but for us recording. No, they're, they're, they're about a year behind. Yeah, so the, the episode we just recorded was a very me-heavy episode. Yes. We, there's, in we about a year... about almost any of them. No, there's an episode that you'll hear in about a year that I had to do several hours of uh, note-taking before that episode could happen. Yep. A lot, a lot went down. A lot went down. <laughs> Lots of things happened. Yeah. Mm. It's a good show, you should go listen to it. You should go and listen to that. There are other stuff I do too. I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. Uh, you can hear all of my other podcasty bits over on my my other SoundCloud, my normal SoundCloud, uh, where you might be listening to this now. Uh, we've also got we've got a Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash stonedmonkeyradio, but who uses fucking Facebook anymore? Uh, I've got a Redbubble, sell some t-shirts on there, uh, stonedmonkeyradio.blog, where I write reviews and stuff. And you can read all about board games like Bill and Ted's Riff in Time and Uwe um, Rosenberg's uh, Patchwork game. It's You'll have to work out what version of the game I was playing because I bleeped it out. <laughs> uh, I've got a YouTube, I've got a Twitter, I tweet things. Hopefully they're not bad takes. Uh, I got a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can help me justify a seventy-six hour work week. I used to say sixty-nine because I thought it was cool, but I was just underselling how much fucking work I do. <laughs> um, yeah, please help, please. Oh God, please. I'm so tired. Uh, all of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com/slash/janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. That's everything. So, Laura, oh, you sing us out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger.